What's up, Big Boy Nation? It's 2021, and this is the new Big Boy Energy. That's right, we're rebranding. We're making hashtag content this year. We're getting Minecraft Let's Plays. Logan Paul's gonna be on the show. 2021, it's the year of BBM, baby. And no more of these childish-ass movies like Marriage Story. Like, who gives a shit about Marriage Story or Parasite? We are... Going back and we're reviewing every single Marvel movie and DC movie and also uh, the My Little Pony movie. Because that's for men. That is for real fucking men. And we're going to have in in February, it's Michael Bay month. We're just going to watch all the Michael Bay movies. They're calling it Michael Babyberry, and it's going <laughs> to be off the chain. We're not going to watch Transformers 4 because I don't have the attention span for that one. But this is 2021 Big Boy Movies. And uh, we mentioned that Joe Rogan. No, I'm going to be on Joe Rogan. That's what it is. I'm going to be on Joe Rogan. We're both going to go do DMT and talk about uh, something, I guess. Donald Trump will be president anymore. I don't know what else he could possibly talk about on that show. Yeah. Um, I, I think Joe Rogan might be banned from YouTube. I just checked. So, and Spotify also. Just yeah. Banned. So Listen, I don't, I've never seen or heard of 1984, but I've heard that, uh, that year a lot today. Uh, <laughs> so I assume that was like a bad year, Must which is been. weird. Cause that's the year that wonder woman took place in. Exactly. And that movie is a lot like the year because that would be false advertising if it wasn't. Um, yeah. I mean, I assume that's what everyone talks about when they say like, Oh, it's Orwellian and like, Oh, 1984, they're talking about the wonder woman movie i don't know who orwell is but i assume they're talking about wonder woman 1984 orson wells is they're com- they're combining orson <laughs> wells to one name yeah that's what it is orwell yeah. that was his nickname orwell old orwell that's what they called him on set <laughs> yeah that's what they called him orwell uh citizen gain uh but yeah I, we also have a lot of other movies bb watched a hell if you check bb's letterbox he watched a lot of freaking movies over the holiday i'll tell you what oh yeah he caught you he gotta hit up. up you gotta hit uh hit up my letterbox uh <laughs> and see i watched a movie almost every day while we were gone i watched a lot more than i usually do uh to catch up because we have the biggies coming up at some point uh soon probably a february or so i wanted to make sure uh, I saw all the big important stuff before we got there. Um, but yeah, we can talk about what we watched while we were gone, while I was making my New Year's resolution for uh, big boy movies to be number one content. Hell yeah. Um, I mean, you, so yeah. you you forgot to mention our Patreon, but there will be one tier, 100 a month. And um, yeah, you will get uh, BB. BB, uh, he does poetry. So he will be doing a monthly poetry reading. Um, I do a monthly poem for a hundred dollars a month. Uh, <laughs> and also if you subscribe to our Patreon, you don't get anything else. Yeah, actually uh, you do. I, um, make sure to find your specific iTunes account and I get it banned. So you can't listen to the podcast anymore, really, but you do get this BB poem. So it's kind of like a trade off, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, we we release you from the shackles of having to listen to big boy movies and instead get to listen uh, to my poems, my original poetry, which is really good. Yes. I promise the, in the chat in our Twitch chat. Of course, we stream this on Twitch as well. 
Uh, B-Rod asked if there will be an OnlyFans as well, and of course there will be. It will be BB reading the poems, but with his shoes off. You will see his feet. That's the feet. That's for $200 a month as you get the poetry <laughs> with the exposed feet. It's yeah, that's, that's value. A little bit extra, you know, um, but worth it. Absolutely worth it. So we're, we're going into 2021 thinking, you know, we used to do this for fun. Let's do this for cash. Yeah. So listen, everyone on earth has told me, make sure you monetize your hobbies. And I'm finally doing it um, through the act of poetry. And I get fushed fetish sales yeah which is great i mean that's his that's your hobby baby you love showing your feet to people yes and finally i'm <laughs> gonna get paid for it instead of arrested so that'll be nice that'll be very nice uh should we get into movies or do we want to skip that yeah we, we should we should talk about movies that you <laughs> big boy movies 2021 we will occasionally talk about movies in between yeah. high concept bits that we do <laughs> there'll be a lot of them Trust me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, last last we were here, we were talking about the princess switch switched again, of course. And it's hard to top that. Uh, what movie did you watch after that? That obviously couldn't uh, it couldn't be anywhere close. Yeah. So after the sort of cinematic triumph that was princess switch switched again, I watched this ridiculous, stupid movie called The Sound of Metal uh, on Amazon Prime. And I will say. I like the sound of metal. Um, <laughs> the movie, or I, I like the movie and also the sounds that like pots and pans make when they bang together. That is a nice um, sound. It is a very good sound. I rated that on my letterbox too. Um, <laughs> you had seen this. You said Riz Ahmed was like your favorite performance of 2020. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if I completely. Ooh. I think it's amazing. I think his uh, I think his performance is the best part of the movie by far. I think it was everything around it that I wasn't as into. I still gave it four stars. I think it's a really wonderful movie. Um, but there were a few parts of the movie where I kind of fell off a little bit. Um, I don't know if we'll do an episode on it, but I'll, I'll say that like I had trouble buying into certain plot points. Um, and the thing that was really keeping me engaged was Riz Ahmed just you know sucking up all the air like really <laughs> being really there. acting his heart out yeah breathing as you were saying um yeah i i don't think we'll do an episode on it because we got a jam-packed maybe maybe if there's less movies we'll get to it eventually but yeah yeah um that's a good one that's a good one it'll probably get some noms at the at the at the biggies though so be on the yeah that's one to watch for the biggies for sure <laughs> um do you have a movie you want to talk about I well after the princess switches again. I guess I watched Home Alone too because the, on Christmas Eve, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was lost in New York, so the title was true. Um, he wasn't really lo that lost though. He he got yeah. He did pretty well for himself once he got to New York. Yeah, like he knew where to go. He knew exactly where the hotel was. He was basically like he he's a smart kid, obviously. But yeah, that's a classic. I I'm not going to talk about it. We are also getting dangerously close to the John Mulaney bit about how you can't get lost in New York. So we're going to oh, yeah, carefully tiptoe away from yeah, that. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not an Amy Schumer of myself. Right? I'm not stealing no, jokes. No, no. <laughs> Don't steal those jokes. Um, um, but I watched Soul after that, and we have an episode about Soul coming out after this one. So I will talk about it. So I can't, yes. can't spoil my thoughts on that, really, either. 
So I just have a bunch of movies I can't really talk about to start it off. Um, so if you want to keep going, BB, go ahead. I will keep going then. I got a lot to get through. <laughs> so uh, I watched Knives Out with my family. Everyone knows how I feel about Knives Out. Um, so hate that's it. fine. Worst movie ever. I, I, I despise it. Yeah, I, watch, <laughs> I hate watched it with my family. Uh, I made them do a double feature of The Last Jedi and Knives Out. <laughs> and then at the end, I got up and said, Ryan Johnson is bad, right? <laughs> right, mom and dad? <laughs> they just got up and shook their heads and left. Jesus, yeah. Not necessary uh, to spend like five hours, five hours of your life. <laughs> <laughs> the whole night, just rage watching Ryan Johnson films. <laughs> um, after that, uh, this is... Uh, again, uh, Wonder Woman and Soul, which we're reviewing Wonder Woman. We'll talk about Soul next week. Then I watched Another Round, also known as Druk. Which I also in... watched, so I can talk about. Yeah, Denmark. I loved Another Round. I liked it more than Sound of Metal, I think. I think it might be my favorite 2020 movie that I've seen so far. Um, Another Round was so much fun, and it had my boy Mads Mikkelsen, uh, who was just acting his heart out in this one. Mm, hell yeah. He uh, he killed it, and oh, the final scene of this movie is fantastic, baby. Oh my god, that's that's my we're, shit. You know that's my shit. We're gonna have an episode on this, so I won't spoil it or anything. But the ending scene of this movie is so perfect. It's like what knocked the whole thing up a notch for me. Oh, yeah. I was so happy. It's so good. I I think I I want to watch this movie again when I'm not hungover because that, <laughs> that was uh, the roughest part for me. If you are hungover, don't watch this movie. There is a lot of drinking in it. It's called There's another a, round. So, yeah, it's it is explicitly about drinking. So, <laughs> which is funny because I don't drink at all. Um, but I still had a, a great time. It's fun to watch other people do it when you don't have to also like be there to deal with them. Yeah, I think that's the big thing. I agree. Um, if I could, instead of going to parties. What if someone made just like a video of a party? Then I wouldn't have to have like the social anxiety of like all these people are drunk and they're going to like try and talk to me about nothing. And Oh God, why am I here? But <laughs> yeah. if I just watch a video, I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. at a party. I like it. I like it a lot. That's, that's, yeah. that's why I always, I always hate it. Back in high school, you had to like babysit every once in a while. And Tom can attest yeah. how much I hated babysitting. Um, because it, it, taking care of drunk people is the worst thing. It's awful. It's not it sucks. You either want to get yeah. drunk or not be there. That's that's <laughs> that's absolutely options. true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely had that in college where um, I I was watching after people or once or twice people had to watch after me. But I I stopped drinking pretty shortly after I started. So it was like <laughs> I didn't have as many opportunities to be that guy. Very cool. Yeah. Um, Pro Tom, I know I'm just really cool. Tom asked Project X episode and I would be down. Um, Project X. Dax flames in that movie. So. Yeah, I've never seen it, so uh, it would be a new experience. It's not great, but it's t we could talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was in that era where like found footage movies were like a yeah, yeah. big thing. There was like Cloverfield and Project X were like yeah, the two. and Chronicle. Oh, and Chronicle, right, right. <laughs> Which I notoriously um, don't like. Notorious. Well, that's good. I I like it, but I'm not. I can't anymore for uh, Hollywood reasons. Uh, okay. <laughs> um. Uh, what other what other movies did you watch, baby? Because you watched a hell of a lot. Yeah, well, we got three more on the list. I watched The New Mutants. I watched this on a plane. <laughs> it's too bad Mark isn't here in the chat because he liked that movie um, and told us to watch it. 
And I'm glad I didn't see it in theaters because that movie was not worth dying for. <laughs> um, it's it's very bad. Uh, it's unfortunate because you can kind of see what the director wanted the movie to be. And the studio basically just came in and said, like, no, stop. it was supposed to be a horror movie. It was supposed to be an oh. X-Men horror movie. And it was clear the studio came in and were like, cut, cut out hor- the horror. Stop making it scary. As it turns out, we did the the market testing and the people who go see superhero movies don't want to see the horror movie. Um, and it was a PG-13 <laughs> horror movie. And every every actor is like phoning it in. Uh, including Anya Taylor Joy, which is uh, disappointing. Yeah, that is that is sad. But she won't she won't phone it in, and hopefully the Northman, right? No, no, she doesn't phone it in anywhere. But like, it was clearly no one had passion for this new mutants movie. Maybe the director did because I feel like there were some cool visuals and like interesting things, but none of the scares were scary. There was a lot of teen mental drama. I ended up taking notes while I was watching the movie <laughs> to like because there was some really funny stuff. Um. Any highlights? I'll go through. I'll go through some quick. I don't want this to be the whole episode. <laughs> um, I took three notes and then wrote, "God damn, this movie sucks." Okay, Immediate, um, immediately. <laughs> but uh, after that third note, um, yes, yeah, so there's a moment where the main character is handcuffed to a bed, but it's only one handcuff, and it's one of those leather straps that you like undo like a belt. And for whatever reason, she keeps like trying to get away from the bed. Um, but she's stuck and I'm like, you can undo the strap. Like your other hand is free. (laughs) She doesn't know how to do belts. All right. Maybe she doesn't wear one. Yeah. Okay. The next (laughs) note I have is about this kid. He's, uh, one of the guys from stranger things. He's the older brother from stranger things. Shit. Um, he plays this kid from Kentucky who was a coal miner or his dad was a coal miner and he worked in the mines with him. And his thing is that he's like into self harm, but this movie is PG 13. So you can't show someone cutting themselves or whatever. Yeah. That's too visceral for PG-13. Definitely. So there's two ways he self-harms himself. Um, one is his powers that he flies around really fast. So he'll like fly around really fast and like slam into the ground. Oh. Um, <laughs> but the other one is much funnier, which is there's a scene where he looks in the mirror and then he punches himself in the face so hard that he knocks himself out. <laughs> um... <laughs> Which is just the best way for that to happen. Um, Yeah, it's like, you know how like when people want to do self-harm or whatever, they just punch themselves in the face? Well, look, you have to see yourself being punched as well. Because that that makes you feel better about it. Yeah, then you see the face of your attacker. Exactly. I feel like the boss in chat just pog-champed self-harm. Yeah. Um... (laughs) You can live stream mass murder on like Facebook Live. That's true. Yeah. But don't show but don't show self harm. Yeah. So that was one thing. Um let's see. Uh there was uh oh right. So the big thing about this movie is that the cast consists of six people. No more, no less. You only see six um, people in the film? So this not necessarily there's some extras very briefly. Um, but this movie takes place in an assign in an insane asylum where they keep these like mutant kids and they're like, we have to keep you here to make sure you don't hurt anybody. And the asylum is run by exactly one doctor. Um, it is six mutant kids 
and one doctor and that's the whole cast of the movie yeah that's um it's not a great asylum and they were they were the whole movie was the one set this asylum (laughs) uh it's six people like you can see the budget being stretched before (laughs) your eyes (laughs) the lowest of budgets so that's not that's they probably have a lower budget than big boy movies ourselves because this is of course 2021 big boy movies yeah where we we got mr beast funding us um (laughs) and bb just sold it to people in the chat everyone's watching new mutants if you're listening to this go watch new mutants right now i'd say it's like a funny enough watch um (laughs) especially if you have like friends to watch it it's there's like enough ridiculousness in it um the only other things that i wanted to mention were um Oh, the last thing is that there's a scene, you know how in movies where they have the headphone gag where there's something crazy happening in the background, but someone's got headphones on. So they're like doing a little dance yeah, of course. and then in the background, like a crazy thing yeah, is yeah. happening, but That's they can't classic. hear it because they're, yeah. So this movie does that wrong. Somehow they messed it up. Uh, okay. So <laughs> there's this kid, his, his, one of his jobs is like washing the dishes in the cafeteria, which again, no one works in. Um, there's no cafeteria staff. So it's just this one kid who I guess makes the food and washes the dishes. I don't know. So he's washing the dishes and there are these scary monsters running around the asylum and he's sitting there like jamming out and washing the dishes. And by the way, this is not established. This is the first time he has worn headphones in the whole movie. Um, (laughs) and then he, uh, the monster like comes up behind him and then he like turns around and looks at the monster and then the monster gets him. And I was like, what was the point of him having headphones then? <laughs> Cause he, he wasn't oblivious. <laughs> yeah. He, he just... noticed it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he might as well have headphones. It's because, you know, all the t- people who watch TikTok, cause we, we know we, we market to those kids, obviously. Yeah. We're, we're TikTok teens. They all wear their, their headphones, their AirPods and whatnot. So, you know, the, it would be unrealistic if he wasn't listening to TikToks in his headphones. So I fixed it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he was listening to TikToks, but fixed yeah, it. it was just like, how do you do that gag wrong? It's so <laughs> obvious how that works. Um, but no, he was just wearing the headphones. He sensed the monster was behind him and turned around and was like, okay, so why did we set it up that just, he was like, I like to think the director didn't, that didn't think that was like a bit or anything. He just thought like people wore headphones pretty often in movies. So he yeah. should also occasionally. Have- <laughs> this will be the first scene where this character wears headphones for some reason. <laughs> I always see people wearing headphones in movies. It's crazy. Yeah. The last thing I'll say about New Mutants, uh, so this episode isn't 100 hours long, is that what's really disappointing about it is I think it is the first superhero movie that has an openly gay relationship as the main role. Mm. Um, the main character is gay, and there is a gay romance between two of the characters. Interesting. Um, and it, it's front and center. It's like the heart of the movie. The movie sucks, but <laughs> it's like one of those things where like, oh, this could have been good. Like f- finally Marvel or Fox or whatever allows one of these superhero movies to have this. And it's thrown into this like trash movie that was clearly cut to shit and post and had to have reshoots and all that. Yeah, well, it's got to be shit. If it's not shit, they're going to have to somehow sell to China. And they can't I do know. That. <laughs> I was saying like I was telling some other people about this and I was like yeah Star Wars we have them kiss in the background so he can cut it out yeah <laughs> it, for China but you know th- this movie it's just like a stinker anyway so we'll let him have the gay romance <laughs> put it in the bad one yeah oh well so that was that was disappointing 
looking forward to seeing that. Um, I, I'm pissed I made my top movies of 2020 list without seeing it. And I know people are pissed at me for, for uh, doing it as well. Yeah, yeah. New Mutants, absolutely got to see it. Um, best comedy of the year. Uh, <laughs> the next movie I saw was First Cow, which you have also seen. Number one. I made a mistake watching First Cow. Um, <laughs> I general? was jet. I no, well, I liked First Cow, but yeah. the mistake I made was that I uh, started the movie after I got off the plane and got home, no, um, no. and I was very jet lagged from New York. So I started at like seven p.m., which is like ten p.m. for New York. Uh, and that movie, I in my letterbox review, I said it's the cinematic equivalent of a white noise machine because it's so subdued and so calm and like nothing exciting happens in it and so i was just fighting to stay awake and i did fall asleep (laughs) for a few minutes in the middle of first cow um but i woke up i figured out what was going on (laughs) it was all good and i did like the movie like it's good it's not amazing or anything but i did enjoy it it's just a very nice simple story Um, But there is it is just like the sounds of the forest and two men sort of calmly talking to each other. And that's the (laughs) whole movie. Yeah. And that'll that'll knock you right out, especially if you're jet lagged. Yeah. Um, So so you got to be ready to when you watch First Cow, you have to be ready to like pay attention and be awake. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely watch it at a time when you're awake. Yeah. If you go into it like. And you know it's going to be slow, and not not much is going to happen. Then I think you'll. I think it's overall a well made movie. I, I think both me and BB gave it the same rating. I, yeah. I, th- I don't. I think we both don't like it as much as a lot of people do. So you could possibly mm-hmm. love it. A lot of people are ranking, are saying it's their favorite movie of twenty twenty, and I it's, don't. It's very pleasant. I don't blame yeah. those people. I think it's a super pleasant. And if I love that movie, I would rewatch that shit all the time and just like live in it or something. Yeah, it's not very long too, so it's nice to just yeah. sort of like, you know, see. Yeah. Um, and it is beautiful. It's beautifully shot and stuff like that. Lots of beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful Cinematography shots. is great. It actually reminded me a lot of that movie Prospect I talked about earlier last year, oh, yeah, which was yeah. the indie sci-fi movie, because they both are like Pacific Northwest shot in the woods indie movies. Um, so I got a lot of those vibes, but obviously Prospect was a little bit more, had a little bit more going on uh, in that one. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I do. I I don't know. I I enjoy the whole I enjoy like looking back at the whole movie and be like, wow, someone like thought of this film. <laughs> someone thought of the idea <laughs> yeah. of these two people becoming friends and like buying a, or stealing milk. They don't buy the cow. <laughs> they certainly don't buy the cow. <laughs> um, yeah, it's one of those things where like those are the people who are able to get into movies because like someone like me, whenever I write something, it's always super overly ambitious Oh yeah, and it's got all this shit going on. And there's like, if I wanted to take that script and produce it, I would need like a budget, but some other people out there who have stronger brains than me are like, what about a movie about two guys who like milk a cow? (laughs) Two dudes milking a cow together. Thoughts. (laughs) We can, we can film that. That's That's... a movie we could make tomorrow. (laughs) A24 is like, Fuck it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Here's $20 to buy a cab. Go for it. <laughs> uh, that's my problem. Whenever I was writing scripts, which I haven't done a lot in my life, they always, I always make them way bigger scope than I should, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That was always my problem in college, was like, how do I write a film that I can make in college for a class? Yeah, exactly. 
one more one more movie Sony Slip Baby one more movie and I've saved the biggest and best for last even though I already said another round was my favorite uh, <laughs> probably my second favorite that I watched on this break was called Bad Education which is a TV movie Bad. um starring Hugh Jackman who's always great it's annoying to me that it is a TV movie I will say that right now yeah it is just a movie that I guess was on HBO yeah, but now there's going to be a ton of there's going to be tons of movies on HBO, but they're not going to be TV movies. <laughs> I know this one came in like right on, under the clock on the on the COVID thing to be considered a TV movie. Yep. Um, but yeah, Tef has already called it. This movie takes place on Long Island, um, which immediately excited me. I was like, <laughs> hell yeah. I literally just got back from Long Island. Now I get to relive the experience and Roslyn, New York, a place that I have been, maybe? Um, thankfully, I didn't go to high school there in 2003. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, that didn't end well for them. Uh, but yeah, it was. it's a really great movie. It's just about a, a shitty superintendent who's kind of a psychopath. Hugh Jackman, uh, Played by, by Hugh Jackman. Love it. Logan himself running a school <laughs> district. So we need um, but yeah, I was telling John, I was just like, oh, I need Hugh Jackman to say the name of my hometown. Like, please. Uh, he never did, though, uh, because this this movie took place in Nassau County and I am from Suffolk County. Um, so, yeah, but it is very, Nassau. very Long Island. Like all this stuff that happens in that movie, I was like, this stuff could only happen in a place like Long Island where people are like stupidly rich and high schools are like getting these huge budgets for ridiculous things. Um, and everyone's talking about their proximity to the city and like property values. Yeah. Um, Ray Romano shows up, which was super Ooh. exciting. Big twist, big twist. Um, yeah, that movie's good. If if you're a true Big Boy Movies fan, you've already heard me talk about this way back when it came out. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to say anything. I'm here to say that I'm here to give the Long Island thumbs up for this movie because it it portrays the island very... I don't want to say very accurately. People are going to watch this movie and be like, I guess everyone on Long Island is rich. And that's not at all true. Um, but Roslyn is a very wealthy town. Um, they do mention um, Syosset. No. Is it Syosset or Sachem? Either way. Oh, God, is it Syosset or Sachem? I'm going to die not knowing. But I have been to, to a few of the high schools that they do mention because I was in marching band. They also mention Jericho a lot. Yeah. Chris Jericho, um, the WWE wrestler. Yes, he has his own town on Long Island. That's really cool. Yeah, and uh, actually, in my hometown, there's a street called Jericho Turnpike. Um, but <laughs> yeah, same. So I've been to. I think it might be Sachem, actually. But either way, there's a high school on Long Island that we used to compete with in marching band, and their mascot was the Arrows. Um, it used to be the Flaming Arrows. But they had to get rid of the flaming part in no like the fire. 90s. Uh, so now <laughs> no they're flaming. just the arrows. And they mentioned that school in the movie. And I was like, yeah, I know that place. I've been there. Nice. Um, Is Tef the same person as you? Because he was also in so. marching band. Also, I mean, marching band is actually a really big thing on Long Island. So that's oh, not okay. really so surprising. Not yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, so that. I was just super excited, super jazzed watching Bad Education, and it was also a really good movie, so yeah. double whammy there. Corey Finley is my he's my biggest up-and-coming director here. I'm, I, I love Thoroughbreds and Bad Education. I'm, yeah. hyped, I'm hyped for what he does next. 
Well, I guess I, I only watched one more movie, and it's called Bacurau. And um, it's a Brazilian movie that came out in Brazil a while ago, but it came to the United States in 2020. So it is a 2020 movie for me because America's number one. Right, everyone? America number one, 2020. <laughs> best year. Uh, and it's insane. It's like, so it's a Western. It's kind of... It's that's what also first cows called a Western. And I think it's because they're both slower. But like when you back out for a second and you look at Baccarat's entire plot, you kind of just say, holy shit. What happened? I, it, this is <laughs> insane. Um, okay. Like while it's happening, it's so slow that you're just like, it's not that exciting. But afterwards, you're like, damn, a lot of happened in that movie. Huh. But it's pretty good. I, I would recommend watching it to everyone um and it has fantastic music in it that i still am listening to i really like the soundtrack of this movie okay oh that reminds me um every so often as you know john i'm a gamer um i am a self-identified gamer and i would be remiss not to talk about one game that i did play uh over break if i may because it's a cinematic experience right um yes well actually this one kind of was i played a video game uh that i've been meaning to play for a while that technically came out in january it's been in development since like 2013 but they finally finished the game this year um it's a game called kentucky route zero um which is was just phenomenal it's it's like a point and click adventure game but there's not a whole lot of like adventure per se (laughs) like pointing um, and clicking that's that's it that's yeah it is like because there's not really a lot of puzzles to solve or anything like that it's not like monkey island it's it's almost like a novel that you play um but the music in it is fantastic which is what reminded me of it um but it is like this incredible just like surrealist uh surrealist sort of uh narrative and i wouldn't want to spoil too much but it was it became one of my favorite games of the year after i played it uh it's it's just amazing and yeah, I've been bumping that soundtrack uh, for the last few weeks because it's it's just so good. Nice. I didn't know it like just I I've heard of this game for a while now. I thought it did come out fully in 2013. I didn't know no. it's like they were still developing it. It was like a a telltale situation where they released the first yeah. act of the game in 2013. And so they finally released the fifth and final act in January of this year and did the Switch release and all that. Um, I will say this this is like my I'm thinking of ending things because it's very bizarre <laughs> okay. and it's very surreal. But I really liked this one as opposed to I'm thinking of ending things, which I did not enjoy as much. Yeah. I mean, everyone has um, their own surreal, insane thing that they love. And everyone else yeah. is like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Kentucky Route Zero, I was not expecting much i was just like oh this is an indie game i've heard about and i started playing it and i just couldn't stop i played it like five days straight and just finished the whole thing well i hope it's going to be included in your video game countdown baby it certainly is i'm working on that now uh but we should talk about wonder woman because it's it's been it's been a while a while <laughs> it's been a while i mean we if you're listening to this podcast i mean i, I i'm gonna apologize right now for for taking so long to get to Wonder Woman 1984, because everyone's here for it. It's the hypest movie of 2020, baby. Absolutely. I mean, it. not a high bar, but it is <laughs> technically the hypest movie of 2020. 
I am sad that that's actually true. I said it as a joke, but it is actually the hypest movie of 2020. Yeah, it's uh, basically the only, I guess Tenet also was a big blockbuster that came out. But it came out like first uh, for different people at so many different times because yeah, there, yeah. there was the crowd who was like, okay, I'll finally go to the theater or like the crowd who was like, I'll go to the theater right now, right when it comes out. I don't care. And then there's the mm -hmm. crowd like us who were like, we're waiting until it comes to VOD. So it just yeah. had so many releases. Wonder Woman 1984 was like, everyone watch it right now. Yeah, it hit it hit <laughs> our TV screens and I guess some movie theaters. Yeah, it's still um, in theaters. It's still in theaters. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure those theaters are packed. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we should do general impressions. Uh, so why don't you go first? Okay, I'll I'll start it off with... <laughs> I don't know. I I'm not a fan of this film. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think there were there were parts I did enjoy, and there were parts I enjoyed myself. And then once I, I think it was mainly the beginning and the end that lost me completely. The beginning is like fine, but the end mm -hmm. I just I really got lost in the sauce there. I think that's the best way to describe <laughs> it. Like I was on my couch. Um, with my girlfriend Miriam watching it and, and I, I don't know at some point Miriam got up and left I didn't even notice she left I was like what the fuck I was just <laughs> you like were so lost I in was the sauce. so lost in this movie because I was just like trying to comprehend what I was watching on screen it legit felt like a dream to me like I I stopped the movie and I was like I could have just dreamt that and that would be believable to me that that was a dream <laughs> <laughs> yeah so well, John you're you're right about one thing it was a dream a dream come true because Wonder <laughs> Woman 1984 is a movie that I really enjoyed. Um, Wonder Woman 1984 is so dumb and so ridiculous that I was laughing the whole time. I was so entertained by every stupid thing that happened one after the other um, that I was like, it, like, I think it was good. I think it was good in like the worst way possible. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I think I'm going to turn a, a lot of people around on this movie because right, there was it. so turn much ridiculousness. Um, I, okay. So, B, well, when BB watched this movie, he said, everyone's taking it too seriously. And going to the movie, I knew this. I was like, okay, just don't take it seriously. But I somehow still took it extremely seriously, BB. I don't know what happened. Um, it. <laughs> I, I don't blame you like th the problem is that the wonder woman movie was the first good dc movie and it wasn't even that amazing it was just the fact that it was good um was sort of the shocking part after batman v superman and all this garbage we had uh we finally got wonder woman we were all like oh that was good um so <laughs> when we come into the sequel we're like now we expect the next one to be good and i think that was the problem um probably On, but, yeah honestly i don't know yeah there's some wrong. some core elements to this movie that <sighs> really just just got me uh so that's my general impression is it's i had a good time and <laughs> I, no one can take that away from me i really i think our podcast is gonna have the best review of it because we got the duality of man here you know someone yeah <laughs> i mean I, I like it you got someone who just didn't take it that seriously and someone who's like what the fuck is going on in this movie <laughs> yeah so <laughs> Let's take it to spoiler town because uh, I want to present my argument or I want to begin presenting my argument. We're going to take it. Step this is going to be step. court. We're taking it to big boy court. This is big boy court. My <laughs> name is 
Matt BB Giuliani, and I'm here to litigate this. Um, Tef asks if Kristen Wiig is a good fit for this movie, if she fits the vibe. The answer is no. Um, <laughs> but we're going to get to of that. Of course, be a positive for BB. They're just the opposite on everything, you know? That's actually one of my negatives. But um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> It's one of my negatives, but it's also like, again, I was like, this is kind of, it's so dumb. Like, why did they do this? Um, but basically I'm going to present to you the sort of core concept, the, the plot of Wonder Woman 1984, and you can stop me when it sounds bad. Okay. And you're probably not going to stop me because it's all going to sound good. <laughs> Wonder Woman 1984 is a movie about a super powered Amazonian woman who has to fight Pedro Pascal, who turns himself into a magic wish crystal and grants the wishes of everyone on earth. So he can be rich and have oil and just take things from people. And then he becomes a shambling corpse man who just screams, who sweats and screams at everyone. What is your wish? You want more. Um, it's incredible. Uh, B-Rod says that Pedro Pascal is the best part of this movie. He's absolutely right. I would Pedro agree. Pascal kills it in this movie and is what kept me going the whole time. Just the visual of Pedro Pascal becoming more and more ill and like veiny and sweaty and exasperated as he goes on. I just want him to eventually turn into the rock. Um, Dwayne the rock, of course. No, the actual yeah. rock. Yeah, the, the wishing rock. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I can't disagree with uh, that. Pedro Pascal was pretty diff. <laughs> damn good this movie and when bb describes it like that of course i i maybe maybe then there's a problem in the execution for me personally like yes looking at it it's ridiculous and hilarious to me but watching it i didn't i wasn't laughing i was annoyed that i had to watch this movie for two and a half or almost is that almost Uh, three hours it's like two and a half hours yeah it's super long this is 151 (laughs) yeah okay okay 180 would be three okay um I, you weren't laughing when Pedro Pascal walks into the president's <laughs> office and he's like sweating and like dying. And he's like, tell was, me what you wish, Mr. I, President. I wasn't laughing at that part. I was only laughing at the, I was only laughing at the very end at him when he was just on TV screaming and sweating and stuff like yeah. that. There was also like that one shot where he's in the light for whatever reason. We're skipping all the way to the end. But he like walks up to this like tube of light and stands in it and it's a great like visual like the shadows coming up on his face and him being like i can give everyone their wish i was like he looks like some sort of 90s power rangers villain it was so fun (laughs) um but yeah we should we should take this movie step by step because so much happens in it okay well the opener is does the opening relate to anything in the movie bb because i now that i'm thinking about it um john cheating is bad Oh, I don't know if you caught that, but <laughs> cheating is bad. She wasn't. She got screwed. All right, they fucking. She ran off her horse. I I think that was creative. She thinking. got hit by. She got hit by a branch because she was looking back at all the people's asses she was beating. I think that was creative thinking by her. I don't think it was cheating. Well, didn't she like skip some rings or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skipping rings, whatever. <laughs> I don't. I mean, she should have taken all, steroids. I think she was because she beat like five grown adult women. She must have been on roids for sure. I think um, that's why they were mad at her. They were like, you were on roids. I, that was creative thinking, but you were definitely on uh, roids for sure. 
Yeah, it was like, what was wild was just that like, this movie is immediately says this is for kids um, because we have a scene where a child is beating uh, several trained adults in acts of physical strength and stamina and skill. No problem. No problem at all. And the only reason she doesn't win the whole thing is because someone stops her and she cheats a little bit. Um, (laughs) I also, the beginning of this movie made me realize I don't remember the first Wonder Woman at all. That's, that's the first thought that came into my head. I was like, shit, I completely forgot what happened in that first one. Fuck. The the first um, (laughs) Wonder Woman I think had a pretty solid character arc for everyone. Um, even though like it ends in a ridiculous, like flashing colors and lights and all that. Uh, but yeah, this one does not necessarily have that arc, even though it starts out saying cheating is bad. And so you assume the ending of the movie is, is going to be like, see, we told you <laughs> cheating is bad, baby. And I guess wishing for something is cheating. You might as That's well just cheating. You got to work for it. You can't just wish for it, guys, even though you literally cannot wish for it, actually, in real life. Yeah. So <laughs> you definitely um, actually would have to work for it. Yeah. yeah. So then we have our second intro, which is the one I liked better, which felt to me very like Robert Zemeckisy because it's very 80s. All this 80s stuff is going on in Washington, D.C. Everyone's wearing spandex and has big hair. And she has this big fight in a mall because that's an 80s thing is malls. Yeah. Um, but I thought that malls. fight was also really fun because it was so campy and ridiculous. I was like. Sure, she picks up a girl and like throws her into a teddy bear and gives her a wink. And I was like, all right, so this whole thing is going to be dumb uh, right off the bat. And she does a big, silly fight. And I thought that was yeah, generally entertaining. I agree. I think that that part I was like, yeah, who took this seriously? I agree with Bibi. But then something happened. It was somewhere where I, I started getting on the serious train. Oh, okay. Yeah, because <laughs> you liked that part, so you're like, clearly the rest of this movie is going to maintain this quality. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really <laughs> liked it. I was like, this is good cinema. So if the yeah. rest of it isn't good cinema, then I'm gonna have to be pull a Marty here and and back out. Yeah. So we show up to Kristen Wig, who's like a big nerd. Um, and I really don't think she was cast well in this movie. The whole time I was thinking about Michelle Pfeiffer from Batman Returns. You haven't seen that, right? So, like, Michelle Pfeiffer is perfect in that role because it's the same kind of arc where she starts out as, like, a very nerdy, meek kind of secretary lady who no one respects. And then after an incident, she becomes a sexy cat lady. And Michelle Pfeiffer is a really great character actress. And also, she was, like, relatively young and attractive at the time. So the transition worked where you like make her up like a nerd in the beginning and then just let her be Michelle Pfeiffer in the second part. Or is this movie like Kristen Wiig's kind of older? You don't really know her as like a character actor or as like, uh, like a model or whatever, like the movie was trying to push her off as in the second half. So it just felt weird. I was like, this is someone's mom. It feels like I'm watching someone's mom in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, well, then she, of course, turns into a cat, so that... <laughs> she turns into a literal cat, unlike Michelle Pfeiffer, who wears a cat suit. <laughs> yeah, which uh, also we'll save for later. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't even remember what happens next. I guess they find the stone and they wish for coffee. I thought that was a cute little moment, I guess, where the guy was like, I wish I had yeah. a coffee right now. 
Oh, right. I totally missed that. I was like oh. kind of falling off. <laughs> okay, yeah. But, and it was a smart moment because he also had a bad, he like everyone's wish has like a bad thing happen. And his mm -hmm. bad thing that happened was that it was too hot. Oh, <laughs> he said, I wish wow. for, I should have paid attention. Yeah, he was like, I wish for, I wish I had a coffee right now. And then he was like, an extra, here's an extra coffee. And then he was like, oh, and then he was like, oh, it's too hot, though. So wow, he got F easy, and that was his one wish too. <laughs> yeah, so Pedro Pascal's like streaming to... to the world, and oh, he's no. like, "I wish for this, please. I wish for this." <laughs> and, and they're like, "Nope, you wish for coffee." All right, so from here we go on to uh, Diana and Kristen Wiig going on a date, I guess. And this <laughs> is something I want to bring up because this movie really, really uh, feels like it wants to be gay but isn't and like yeah. it's like no we're not we're not because <laughs> first of all at the very beginning of this movie we're at the like you know american ninja warrior competition and all the amazons are in of the course. stands yeah. and it's all these like beautiful women in robes and they're all like standing around and cheering and you can see some of them like high-fiving each other and you're like <laughs> oh right <laughs> this movie has to like make sure that we all know none of these women are gay <laughs> they're just pals all right maybe they high -five. they're all just very good friends they high five <laughs> they make their babies out of clay and sand yes um and the the tradition continues because uh diana and uh kristen wiggs character go on a very platonic friend <laughs> date with each other a quick friend date yeah, yeah i did find that a little weird now that you mention it like i didn't think of that think of it like that at all but now that you mention it it kind of wasn't insinuated a little bit that it was supposed to be a date like a tiny bit but, yeah it feels like Kristen wig is straight up yeah. crushing on yeah on uh now that i think about it, I, thought she, I thought she was just like a super awkward person but now that you mention it it does it does seem like she's like in love with her or something yeah and she sort of is because that's her wish is to be just like her yeah um but yeah, this also we have to mention that every man in this movie who is not Chris Pine is absolutely <laughs> terrible. True. Um, cartoonishly <laughs> awful. Uh, Diana Prince walks around the streets of Washington, D.C. and every man is like, hey, baby, you want to get with me? <laughs> That's the and 80s, It's just like baby. a flood of men. Yeah, it's a flood of <laughs> 80s men who are like, I just got off Wall Street. Uh, in New York, I guess. You want to kiss me on the mouth? Drove down to D.C. <laughs> yeah. And this is like part of that the movie that's so stupid that I couldn't help but love it because it's every man who like appears on camera has something awful and sexist to say and tries to hit on Wonder Woman. And I'm like, what world are we living in? Oh, yeah. Where like these are all these cartoon men are out running around. Yeah. Uh, most of all, the big fat guy who tries to get with Kristen Wiig uh, before she's even hot, you know? Yeah. Well, it's all these people are like homeless too or something. I don't know what's happening. No, well, there is the one homeless guy. He's the other good okay. dude in the movie. It seems like they're all homeless. Like these people are just on the streets at like late at night, just waiting for women. <laughs> waiting for women to walk around. It was the 80s. What can I tell you? <laughs> I'm just going to wait here out in the streets until women are walking around and... Man, I wish I had been. I I wish I had grown up in the eighties. I could have stood on dark sidewalks and accosted women. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, that is weird. There are a lot of scenes like that. Um, even like at some point, Kristen Wiig's like, Kristen Wiig, of course, has to get revenge uh, on the people mm -hmm. doing that at night. 
yeah she she has her moment towards the end um but uh she makes her wish on the magic wish crystal which is fantastic um any movie that's bold enough to just have a magic wish crystal (laughs) uh you gotta give them points uh, cause that's probably the most dangerous plot device any movie could have. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's a big reason why it f- fumbled the ending so hard to a lot of people was it's just hard to, <laughs> it's hard to manage that, I guess. Absolutely. <laughs> it's hard to manage the rules of that. You're, you're sending, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure, like immediately with these rules with this wish crystal yeah it's it's like even fairly odd parents had duh rules like (laughs) this crystal is the only rules for this crystal are you get one wish and the wish has to like be kind of bad it's a monkey's paw basically um but otherwise like anything you want and all whether real or fake or whatever the crystal will do it um including bring back your uh dead boyfriend which is it's a whole other can of worms yeah wow so diana goes to this fancy dc party and all the men are terrible and hitting on her constantly and she's brushing them all off and then some random fucking dude who got into the party somehow i guess he just walked in he's hitting on her but then she realizes he's chris pine and Chris Pine, I guess, has been placed in this man's body, even though later in the movie we establish the crystal can just create matter. Yeah. So it's weird that matter. like, like they it literally creates nukes out of thin air. But it, in order to bring Chris Pine back, it has to put him in this random man's body. I yeah, I don't get, and it's not even like the monkey's paw part. The monkey paw part is or I don't know. Is the monkey paw part that she? starts losing her powers because of it or is yes. that the monkey paw part of Kristen Wiig's thing like i'm confused or is Kristen it, Wiig- it really makes <laughs> no sense um, i see it's I don't, just why it yeah they didn't have to do that they just didn't have to do that i don't see the purpose at all of it 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 feels like maybe it was some kind of rewrite or something where originally maybe that was the monkey paw and they're like that's not drastic enough like she could just date Chris Pine in another dude's body. Um, yeah. uh, even though, but, so instead, even though they honestly, like, maybe it should be pretty bad. <laughs> like, it might just kill well, this Well, yeah, it's bad dude. for the fucking dude whose <laughs> life was hijacked. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty bad. I felt bad for the dude. He does get to unknowingly have sex with Wonder Woman, though. <laughs> he does. And then at the end of the movie, he's there. And only Wonder Woman knows, like, I fucked you. <laughs> I've seen his I've seen your penis yes. sir you don't know but I've seen your dick <laughs> Ugh, amazing um, I wish that that would be hilarious if they didn't do Chris Pine and they just did this random dude the whole time pretending to be Chris Pine that would be the most insane recast of all time <laughs> <laughs> then everyone would like think it's for sure a, a recast like something wrong happened to Chris Pine like that would be the yeah. only purpose of it uh, yeah, it's just like, oh no, it's me, your boyfriend. You're like, you don't look like him. No, I got placed in his his body because I I exploded, and so they had to put me in this guy's body. Uh, it makes sense. Don't question it. Don't question it. Yeah. So I mean, these wishes are going off the rails, you know. Um, I will say one thing I did genuinely like was I think uh, Wonder Woman and Chris Pine's character did have good chemistry. I I think. I agree. I thought that in the first movie, and I think that continues in this one, is I, I like seeing them together. They have some good interactions. 
um, a very ridiculous 80s fashion montage where Chris Pine wears a bunch of outfits. Yeah. Um, They're a good couple. But yeah, I... I thought that was I thought that worked in the movie. Like that wasn't something where it was dumb and I liked it. That was just something that was good and I liked it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, I like Chris Pine in this. I like I, I think he's one of the better actors alongside Pedro Pascal. Um, but I yeah, I I do think the him replacing someone was unnecessary. Um. And the only other aspect of like his plot line that I thought was weird was after they decide after she decided to denounce her wish and get rid of him, like she just gets angry and like starts flying everywhere. I didn't like that sequence to be honest. I was that it lost yeah. me there a little bit. <laughs> I I got what they were going for. Like it felt very Zack she, Snyder to me. It, yeah, kind. Of, I'll tell you what did feel Zack Snyder, and this is entirely personal to me. Is uh the way I watched this movie is I had to plug my laptop into the TV in my bedroom because I was watching this when I was home in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have the night mode set on my laptop. So at 9 p.m., my screen like oh, yeah, tints yeah. orange. Yep. <laughs> uh, and I forgot to turn that off. So basically at exactly that scene, the whole movie just kind of turned orange. And I was like, that's a weird choice. <laughs> <laughs> just like faded into orange. And you're like, huh. Yeah. Huh. huh weird uh and that <laughs> stayed on for about the rest of the movie wow. for me it honestly like worked a little bit because when they get to the part where like the nukes are flying and it's the post-apocalypse i was like okay so it's like orange, orange color grading because yeah. you know the world's ending sure but it's weird for any movie to just change their color grading in the middle and you're just like yeah. what the hell <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, other than that, I, I thought that moment worked more or less like she she renounces her wish. Uh, it, it, it's not totally clear. I assume she announced renounced it as soon as she left him on the sidewalk because she didn't want to see him like transform back into that guy. Yeah. So she runs up and she learns to fly, which is weird because I, I don't know if she can fly in like Justice League. But if she learned to fly in the 80s, then she should have definitely been able to fly in Justice League. Obviously. I can't remember if she can or not. Maybe she um, just doesn't like it. She did it once, and then she was like, mm, I renounce my fly. I renounce my flying abilities. Yeah, it, it reminds her too much of Steve, so she just won't. She won't fly. Yeah, uh, exactly. Exactly. Well, was she in Batman vs. Superman? Yes, she was. I think she just did big jumps in that movie, too. Like, I don't think she legit flied. Huh. I could be wrong, because it's been a long time since I've seen that. Um, But yeah, to her flying in this movie is her big dramatic moment of, like, he taught me how to do it, even though he just sort of said, like, a poetic thing about flying. But whatever. <laughs> uh, we haven't even talked about <laughs> Wonder Woman's one power that she uses once and never again to explain the invisible jet. Um, so oh, we're, yeah, we're getting yeah. way ahead of ourselves. Um, but yeah, Chris Pine comes back. There's some bullshit. They got to go get a jet to fly to Egypt. Um, so they steal the military jet. They're like, oh, we're going to get caught because they have radar and they didn't have that in, you know, 1914 or whatever. Um, so she's like, oh, I know how to make things invisible. And he's like, really? And she's like, yeah, watch this. And she turns the whole plane invisible, <laughs> um, with her magic invisibility powers that she has. Those never come up again. Those were never established. It was literally just, how do we get the invisible jet in this movie? Yeah. She was like, just once. I'll just do it once. Um, 
which I guess blocks it from radar too. And then the other weird part about that scene is the is it, I don't know. I didn't expect it to be the Fourth of July all of a sudden, and then fireworks all over the place. <laughs> like that just kind of snuck yeah. up on me. They were like, "Oh yeah, it's the Fourth of July." And then just like, <laughs> that is a pretty good like holiday reveal. They should do that more in movies. <laughs> Someone's just walking around like fucking any random movie, like The Irishman. They're walking down the street and they're like, "Oh, also it's Christmas." <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh shit, yeah, I forgot it's Christmas. There's just like trees all over. It's like, oh. That's Nice. Yeah. <laughs> the camera pans out and the whole like street is covered in Christmas lights. That's the way to reveal it, baby. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, they fight through the fireworks. It's a fun visual. Uh, at this point, in that point in the movie, I was like, whatever, they're doing the invisible jet. Let it happen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they got to go to Egypt to do this thing. And yeah, because, because yeah, Pedro they, Pascal's there granting some wish for someone in Egypt. Yeah, some bizarre, like, problematic thing that I don't even fully understand. Like, (laughs) doing a thing about, like, Middle Eastern oil trades in your Wonder Woman movie feels weird. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think a lot of people had issues with this part, and I this part I did I almost ignored because it was so generic to me. Like, I it didn't matter to me. I was just like, yeah, this is... There's no depth to this part. They're just doing the most surface level Middle Eastern oil thing right now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's literally just him. Like Pedro Pascal's whole character is just I want more stuff and things. Yeah. Um, and so it starts with oil and then eventually goes to just like everything, <laughs> like immortality, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um but yeah, oh, we didn't even talk about how he he wishes to become the magic wish crystal, which you think the wish crystal would like have a have something to stop that, but no, nope. because like wouldn't wouldn't someone of like millions of years ago found that fucking thing and been like, I want to be the wish crystal, or like, yeah, I don't know, give me a million wishes, wish crystal. I mean, I I think it's a risky wish because honestly, when he said that, I was like, holy shit, he's gonna turn into a fucking stone, like. Yeah, I feel like most people when they think of that wish would be like, ah, it's too risky. What if I just turn into a stone right now? Like, I don't want to turn into a stone. Would be very anticlimactic for this movie. <laughs> it would be for sure. <laughs> but I, I think maybe he just turns into a rock, and then the movie ends. <laughs> he turns into a rock, and the son's like, "Dad." <laughs> yeah, uh, and then he says, "I wish I had my dad back." And then Pedro Pascal uh, shows back up again, but he's up. dead. Monkey's paw. Oh my god, that would be <laughs> so sad. <laughs> And quit. yeah, um, yeah, I, I, um, he, yeah, he wishes into, he wishes to become the stone and he just goes around basically having people make wishes on him. Uh, yeah. Like a crazy and that man. by far is my favorite part of the movie. Like <laughs> Pedro Pascal is so charismatic and he hams it up so much. Uh, every time he just runs up to someone and he's like, what, what do you wish? Give me a wish. <laughs> Give me a wish. <laughs> If someone did that to me, I'd be like, you know, maybe not. Yeah, no, I'm good. This person's insane. Um, yeah. Yeah. And him going to the president, just like such a nuts scene. I'm just like, what is going on <laughs> at this point? Like, yeah. my God. Um, and he's like deteriorating. It, God damn. Yeah, his his whole like deterioration I thought was also like really funny and hammy. Just like, he's like the guy from Citizen Kane who is like, 
profusely sweating and like can't believe what Charles Foster Kane is doing. Yeah, like he gave that vibe off to me and I was like, I was just so, I was having so much fun with it. Right. I wanted to talk about the action scene in Egypt because I thought the car chase thing was, was pretty decent as far as action scenes go. It seemed very practical. Like Chris Pine was actually like on a tank yeah. doing some stuff. They were actually using their budget in that scene. Uh, it's unfortunate because it was also coupled with some really bad special effects. Um, like when she like so first of all there's these children playing in the road and they don't see or hear the convoy of tanks coming towards them of course because they can't yeah. yeah they should have implied they were deaf children obviously right that would have been great if they had driven past a sign that said like deaf child area yeah. or something yeah. <laughs> wonder woman like sees it and it like snap zooms on it's her like, and she's like oh no <laughs> deaf children they can't hear why is the sign in English? We're in Egypt. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was very, it's very weird. These children just see these tanks going. They're just standing there, still playing in the road, of course, because they're children. Yeah, they're, they're like dumb. they're playing with a ball in the road, and Wonder Woman grabs them, and they very clearly become like dummies because she has to like do a yeah, roll yeah. with them. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was <laughs> ridiculous. That was like. It almost felt like a Sam Raimi Spider-Man moment. Yeah, true. Because uh, that does happen in the second movie. He, like, saves a kid from getting hit by a truck. But that kid, like, made more sense because he's in the middle of New York and his ball rolls out into the road. So it's not like he's actively playing there as the truck is coming from, <laughs> like, playing, five miles away. He's playing basketball in the road. Yeah. In New York City. <laughs> yeah, and he's, the truck is, like, has a lot of runway before it hits him. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it didn't make, didn't make much sense, but it was a decent action sequence. Um, yeah, there aren't like that. How many action sequences are even in this movie? That one, the one in, the, there's the that white one, house, there's the final fight and there's the white house and the very beginning one in the oh, mall. Okay. Oh yeah. 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 That one. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I was trying to think. Yeah. There were, I don't think there were that many compared to other superhero movies I've seen, but I mean, you, you have like a handful of yeah. set pieces and. Which are, in superhero movies. I'm fine with that. I'm um, not the biggest action sequence guy. But when it comes to superhero movies, at least, I don't think anyone's done anything too unique recently. Yeah. Maybe like Avengers Endgame, but that's just because they had a billion characters yeah, on yeah, screen yeah, at yeah. once. <laughs> Obviously, that's pretty fucking <laughs> unique. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... Yeah, he just keeps granting wishes i i liked your letterbox review no one wishes for a ps5 <laughs> yeah like come on We're, obviously yeah. this is 1984 these are all dumb wishes i want money i want pow cash come on yeah well because he like <laughs> he like tricks them into making whatever wish like there's that dude in the car and he's like don't you wish that wherever you went the traffic would just disappear and he's like yeah of course i wish that and like okay he gets his <laughs> uh you know that specific wish yeah. um so it's it is also like a weird thing that he has to get them to wish for something and then he gets to choose what he takes, uh, which is like a weird power dynamic that I feel like they don't explore in a way that's super interesting. Um, it basically just gets to the point where he just says they make the wish and he just says a, a thing he wants, like also a wish. So, yeah, I I, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't think they d dove too deep into that at all. I just felt like I was going down a rabbit hole, like Pedro Pascal is almost, of, of insane wishes. The point yeah. where, like, I don't even think he cares about the logistics of it. Like, he's just like, <laughs> wish, 
wish give me wish yeah. um, um but yeah i mean at some point Kristen wig turns evil yeah it's because her her humanity is being taken from her yeah. as that was like what what her wish did is it made her super hot <laughs> hot and quote she looks exactly the same um it, it made her super hot and uh gave her all of wonder woman's powers i guess but um but she's evil made, made her mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> made her mean she she beat up the the shitty man who was hitting on her yeah. but she also scared her homeless friend oh yeah um, so a little bit of a downside. so i guess that's bad yeah. got revenge on yeah. a really shitty like rapist basically but yeah like like knock some sense into a sexual a possible sexual assailant yeah um oh he does like full-on attack her at the beginning of the movie that's right yeah yeah um and wonder woman has to so save I, her so it's like so at that point when she did that i was like well that's not completely bad but then the homeless person comes up so like what the fuck are you doing yeah what did you do <laughs> and i'm like okay, you beat I, up I that guess... guy that was my best friend <laughs> i'm like oh shit that is bad that homeless dude was nice oh my god yeah <laughs> um but yeah so it's also weird because pedro pascal's like you know what i'll give you another one you can have another wish and it's like wait <laughs> he like, can decide the rules come on yeah and it's weird because earlier in the movie he goes up to someone and is like, do you wish for this? And he's like, yeah. And then he realizes like, oh no, you already did your wish. I can't use you. So, so, so uh, never mind. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Um, yeah. But yeah, eventually Kristen Wiig turns into Cats, the film Cats. And she does turn into Cats, the movie directed by Tom Hooper. Yes. Um, <laughs> but before that, Pedro Pascal goes to the White House to talk to not Ronald Reagan. Yeah, that is not um, for sure. Not. And we set up probably the flimsiest plot device in the whole movie, which also made me laugh the hardest, which was <laughs> Ronald Reagan was getting a presentation, I guess, about a super satellite that can take over every TV and radio feed in the entire world. Um, and he's like, yeah, it can touch every station on the planet. And he's like, did you say touch? <laughs> and they're like, I, I guess. <laughs> the movie just gets so like ridiculous. This is when I'm falling into the rabbit. Like I am starting to go insane. This is when I'm starting to get into sort of dream territory. Like I mentioned earlier in this podcast that the, the movie started to feel like a dream to me because yeah. You know, all of a sudden we got these, like the the president and Pedro Pascal are both insane. Like Pedro Pascal's obviously insane, but the president's also acting pretty insane in this scene too. And I'm just like, what is happening? This feels like a dream at this point. It is like the most heavy handed commentary of like, <laughs> if Ronald Reagan yeah. could wish for one thing, it would be to have a bunch of nukes all over the world yeah, and i'm just like uh, which is really? like the most tactless thing would he, it, it's like would anyone wish for that that's just like the destruction of the whole planet right it's like because like you know ronald reagan i don't know if it was like an amazing president but the idea that any sitting president would be like i want to have the biggest nuclear arsenal and i want it to be really close to russia to scare them <laughs> When you could easily just be like, I want the Cold War to be over <laughs> so I don't have to deal with it anymore. Yeah, please, I want Russia to like get along with us, please. 
That'd be nice. Yeah, <laughs> like or any number of like selfish things. Like I want to serve five terms, like FDR or whatever. But, but no, he specifically wishes for like the most dangerous, extreme thing. Yeah, to the point where it's like, well, like I know these people. I know a lot of politicians are scummy assholes, but I don't know if they would want to destroy the whole world openly. I don't know. It's weird to me. Yeah. Like I, it's, I understand the character caricature of like that happens in media, I guess, but it's just not believable yeah. that it would ever happen in real life to me. And if this were like Wonder Woman 2018, <laughs> and she were talking to the, the president, then yeah, maybe more. you could assume yeah. something something wild might happen. <laughs> I mean, even then, I don't know if he would wish for nukes. Yeah, It'd be like his Twitter back. I will. Yeah. <laughs> Just please. I need to tweet. Unban. Unban, please. Uh, unban from Twitter, please. <laughs> Pedro Pascal's like, you, you know, like, you, you can have anything, right? It's like, I just need the unban. I need my followers back. Please, like, you know there's a room in this building where where you can call all of the press in the nation and they'll listen to whatever you say. No, no. Like, no, 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 no. I can't do that. Listen, Jack Dorsey. I can't do him. He, he's done me wrong. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Uh, but yeah, Pedro Pascal gets control of uh, the U.S. military because of that. Yep. And he, he gets on a private plane and... Uh, Kristen Wiig gets her second wish and she wishes to be an apex predator, which we all know means cheetah person. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, when I was a kid, I loved cheetahs. So this wish would mean cheetah person for me. Uh, oh yeah. But nowadays probably not. <laughs> I, I feel like if I wish to be an apex predator, I feel like that would just mean a really strong person usually. Yeah. Well, people already are <laughs> apex <laughs> yeah, predators. Exactly. I wish so... to be an apex predator. You already are. So it's oh, you've become person man. <laughs> nice. Uh, the world's first ever person themed superhero. I almost wish they just fully embraced the fact that like Kristen Wiig is clearly a cat from cats. Um, yeah, well, she's wearing the like, I guess, cheetah print, not leopard print, like <laughs> vest or whatever. So that's what informs the crystal, maybe. Uh, um, but it would have been nice if she'd been like. You know, I just really like cats. I want to be a cat person. <laughs> I just really like Mr. Mistopheles. You ever heard of him? I... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> she, so she turns into the cat person, and then Wonder Woman shows up, and she's like, oh, my. What was her character's name? Kristen Wiggs. I can't remember. Yeah. It was Barbara. Oh uh, yeah, because she says like Barbara, what did you do? And she was like, "I'm sorry, please refer to me as Skimbleshanks." <laughs> that would be perfect. Um, my new name is Old Deuteronomy. Uh, old Deuteronomy would be my name. Uh, please don't say Barbara. Yeah, uh, yeah, that fight was interesting. Um, I it, just the it whole time certainly I was, was the whole time. I'm just like they did this, didn't they? They they really made her a cheetah. She's yeah, cat. well, Cheetah is one of like Wonder Woman's more iconic villains. So it's not like, and honestly, I don't know much about the comic character other than she is a Cheetah woman <laughs> who's naked. Okay. Um, but I can't imagine this is her actual origin. Um, <laughs> she wished. Whatever to it is, cheetah. it's 
she wished to become a cheetah person. Like that can't be right. Um, <laughs> she got bit by a cheetah, obviously. Honestly, Silver Age of comics or Golden Age, that's probably what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, Even though a cheetah bite would probably right. kill you. It's fine. Yeah. Well, it's like, oh, God, there's a sketch I saw so long ago, and I I think it's Whitest Kids You Know. Yeah. It was a Whitest Kids <laughs> You Know sketch where a guy gets bitten by a radioactive shark, um, and he gets shark powers, but he's missing like half of his body because <laughs> the shark bite took off half his body. That's amazing. <laughs> So he like can't breathe on land and he's just like a pathetic <laughs> man. Like, That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at, at this point, I, I'm not, I don't even feel like I was paying attention to this fight. I think the whole time I was like, it's cats. It's the movie cats. Yeah. <laughs> it, it feels so much like the last movie and the big criticism everyone had with the first wonder woman was that the third act just devolves into like lightning chaos and just, CG flying everywhere. So it's weird that when they need like the heavy for this movie, because Wonder Woman's not going to like beat up Pedro Pascal as a normal man. Yeah. So they need someone who can like match Wonder Woman's strength. It's weird that they just did it again. Like <laughs> now she's wearing knife armor. Um, but it, it, it is just like another big CG fight. Um, she, and she like drowns Cheetah and electrocutes her, but they're both in the water. <laughs> I can excuse that because Wonder Woman is the daughter of Zeus. Like whatever. Uh, yeah. Um That's true. Didn't think of it. But yeah, it's it's just a big old CG fight. And they make such a big deal about this armor, and Cheetah rips through that armor like it's nothing. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So this whole fight is it, weird to me. That whole fight was a mess and and took away from my enjoyment of the real villain, Pedro Pascal. In which uh who is just absolutely going ape shit in the magic president tv room the insanity of this after this fight's over just the not like just insane i remember like watching i'm watching this in my living room everyone's like getting ready because we're about to go do something um and everyone's around me and i remember just like getting up and like walking around my living room for no reason like I'm, I'm like, what am I doing right now? Like I, I'm just standing around, like walk, like pacing, like I'm nervous for what's happening or something. I don't, like I just got up all of a sudden. I was like, I just this whole, this whole, this was like a fever dream. This ending, I'm just like, what is happening? Yeah, it's it's so good because he's basically like, technically he's touching everyone. It doesn't make sense, but he's touching everyone in the world now. <laughs> And everyone gets whatever wish. He's on um, the TV. And so there's the, you know, the one guy who's like, I wish you drop dead. And the lady actually dies. Yeah. Um, and yeah, every time they make a wish, he's like, I'm going to take your health and your life force. And I'm taking this and that. And I'm like, does he really need more than like one or two people's life force and health <laughs> in order to sort of, I want your health live on. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, Maybe their um, health care. Maybe he's like, I want your health care. I need health care. Oh, need yeah. <laughs> he didn't get any health insurance when he bought all the oil in the yeah, world. Exactly. He forgot about that. Yeah. Um, I saw like a funny Reddit comment that was um that was like well, eventually like Wonder Woman with this insane speech gets everyone to denounce their wish, which which is mm -hmm. just a nuts part to me. Um Yeah. Um it is very like I like at that point, I there's like some weird twist where Pedro Pascal thinks she's talking to him, and she's like, "I'm not talking to you." 
<laughs> just like yeah. oh what well him renouncing his wish i guess would fix everything yeah. um but maybe she i'll say i did like there's a better chance to get everyone in the world to denounce their wishes than pedro pascal himself to just announce his i guess yeah um I did like how this film was shot. This is the scene where you could really tell the movie was shot on film, which is wild for a superhero movie. Um, like when Pedro Pascal gets into this weird light tunnel for some reason and the lights like shining up onto him and he's like, I'm taking all the wishes. <laughs> yes. Fuck. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she makes her, she makes her speech to get everyone on earth to renounce their wish um, and that I wanted to talk about because, you know, there had to have been some people who either wished for good things yeah. or wished for things like they definitely wouldn't want to renounce. Yeah, like the, the um, Reddit comment I was about to mention was like, it was like, woman, I, I denounce my wish. And then it was like, boy, mom, the cancer's back. <laughs> I was just going to say, right? Like uh, some kid like terminally ill in a hospital is like, I wish I didn't have cancer anymore. And then Wonder Woman's like, no, everyone take it back. Like, but I, I don't want to die. But I just, I just wish my cancer away. Or like, you know, you have to wonder if like someone out there was just said like, I wish for world peace. Like, does that negate yeah, all the nukes no. flying through the no, air? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. No yeah. one wished for world peace. Everyone's a shitty person, baby. Yeah, I get. That's the thing is like this movie kind of presumes the worst of everyone in the world based on this ending. Yeah. Um, because everything goes to shit and nuclear war is happening. Um, and Irish people are being deported from the UK because <laughs> of that one lady. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's got to be at least some people who are like who did wish for the PS5, right? Yeah. <laughs> who, who, like, whatever the negative part of that probably wasn't that bad. Yeah. They're like, I wish for a PS5, and then it shows up, and it, like, the disc drive's broken, and they're like, oh, man. <laughs> or, uh, like, it just didn't come with a uh, charger for your controller or something. It's like nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, whatever. And then... <laughs> Your friend comes to your house later that week and they're like, oh, hey, man, that whole wish thing was crazy. Like, you renounced your wish, right? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally, I did. Totally. <laughs> like, you want to play my PS5? <laughs> and they're like, whoa, how'd you get that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, every, everyone nowadays would have been wishing for PS5. Trust me. Yeah. Um, and the, the downside is that... Uh, there are no games uh, out yet. <laughs> there are no games out yet. <laughs> they wish for a PS5 a month before launch, so they can't play yeah, anything. Exactly. But yeah, I like I just can't even capture myself how insane that final scene was for me. Like I just, I I think every like thirty seconds I was saying, "What is happening?" out loud, <laughs> and everyone yeah. was like, "I just I just thought another hypothetical. What if someone wished for like a really nice bottle of wine? You yeah, know, true. someone was like, I just want like." a really like nice vintage and then wonder woman makes her big speech and they're like oh and they just like chug the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like now i renounce my wish you're like I already drank the wine i already got what i wanted uh -oh. <laughs> yeah and and when you renounce it i guess the bad stuff doesn't happen either so like yeah I don't know. i'm i'm thinking now if if this ever happens in real life i'm so prepared to game this system yes we have to. I mean, I, the rules aren't clear at all to me. I don't know if I, it's implied just everyone denounced their wish, right? 
Like I yeah, and everyone made doing. a wish and then didn't immediately like turn the TV off or something. <laughs> yeah, I would have made the wish and just just shut my TV up. Been like, okay, well, this is boring now. I already made my wish. Yeah, you like make your wish or like nuclear war is happening, so you turn off the TV and like huddle close with your family and you're not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, that would make to sense. what Wonder Woman is saying. Yeah, there's got to be at least a few people who like maybe someone wished they could just like like. There's got to be someone who's like an insomniac and they were like, I wish I could fall asleep. And then they fell asleep. Oh, right? yeah. And then they miss. And the downside is that they miss the renouncing <laughs> oh, part. And then the world blows up. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, obviously, there's too much. I think I think Patty Jenkins did a pretty OK job, I guess, at realizing, hey, there's a lot of shit happening. She made some things not as serious as they should be. It's crazy. This movie's insane. Yeah. If if you're gonna do a wish movie, like you can't get caught up in the rules or logistics like we are now yeah. because it's never gonna yeah. work. It's like making a time travel exactly. movie and trying to explain the time travel. It never works. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it's it's funny to like dunk on those hypotheticals, but like whatever. At the end of the day, we've we've already gotten past the the cheetah woman fight. Like, why are we questioning this? <laughs> exactly at that point in the script you have to be like well there was just a cheetah fight so i guess we just fucking go in even more insane now (laughs) um but yeah i overall this movie's crazy and off the rails and i didn't think it was that well written and i took it more serious than bb so i yeah i gave it a nice two a fat two yeah, I gave it like a, a three or a three or a half and a half or something. And that was based like purely on entertainment <laughs> value. Um, but yeah, how does this movie end? It ends with... Um, they all renounce their yeah, wishes. Pedro Pascal like hugging his son. Oh, we have to talk about that. So the son like wanders out into DC while the world is ending, <laughs> like under an overpass. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then the son's like wandering around and then Pedro Pascal like jumps out of the bushes <laughs> and is like, oh, I found you, my son. <laughs> He's like, oh, I was just wandering, Dad. I, I thought you were on the highway, so I was wandering on the highway. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, I even though I guess I had to be airlifted from the secret base back to D.C., and then I wandered through the woods a little bit looking for you, I found you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. if that, Is that the last scene? I feel like there's one more scene or something, maybe. Um, God, there's got to be, right? Like, we got to wrap up Wonder Woman's oh, whole Oh, yeah, deal. yeah, there's a scene um with the dude obviously that took over that chris pine took over his body right and it actually is christmas in that yeah it is (laughs) wow Uh, another uh, trojan horse holiday right (laughs) into the end of this movie fourth of july to christmas that's a lot of time passing geez yeah well we gotta let the world repair itself a little bit after you know near near apocalypse classic um so you gotta wonder if that hot guy is gonna date wonder woman next or I guess he doesn't because uh, he's not around in any of the Justice League or Batman v Superman or anything uh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, probably not. Unless they got married and like divorced or something. It was a good amount of time since then. <laughs> that would be depressing. <laughs> this, that's going to be yeah. in the Snyder Cut. You know, Wonder Woman's going to have a whole scene talking about her messy divorce. <laughs> with the dude that she had sex with when Chris Pine was in his body and She's like, yeah, we banged, but like, it wasn't actually him. It was my dead boyfriend in his body. <laughs> and then like, we banged again after that. And it wasn't as good. 
Please, Zach. Uh, but we got married anyway. It was the 90s. We were feeling it. Please, Zach. Do it. Um, Zach's got our back on Zach's that. Zach's got our back. Well, this is, if anything, this is going to be hype for the Snyder Cut this year, baby. Oh, absolutely. That's exactly what this movie <laughs> was supposed to do. <laughs> yep, this, this is just... <laughs> This is just to get us hype for the Snyder Cut. That's what Patty Jenkins this, tweeted the other day. This is but an appetizer <laughs> for the four-course meal that will be the Snyder Cannot Cut. Cannot wait. Ugh. It's going to be beautiful. But yeah, I guess that's all we really have to say about Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, so until next time, stay big, you beautiful people. <laughs>